0: This is the Ordinary Christian Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real people like you seeking to live out your Christian faith in the ordinary aspects of everyday life. My name is Craig Thompson, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm a husband, father, pastor, and writer. I hope that this podcast will help you to use the margins of your everyday life to live more intentionally for Jesus. Welcome again. This is episode five of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. I'm recording this in March of 2020, right in the middle of the coronavirus outbreak. Many of you will be listening to this uh, right now in the next few days. And what I want to do is give you some resources that might help you during this time of outbreak. I know that for many of you, you're going to have more time than you've had in a very long time. And you're going to be looking for ways to fill that time. So I thought it might be a good idea to give you some ideas for some resources that you could enjoy reading over the next several days and even weeks. First, I would encourage a book by John Kessler. Now that's K-O-E-S-S-L-E-R, John Kessler, called The Radical Pursuit of Rest. God is giving us an opportunity to pursue Sabbath in a way that most of us never have. I would encourage you this as a really great opportunity to consider this book and another one called The Art of Rest by Adam Mabry. Both of these are books that urge us to um, wrestle with the the biblical Sabbath and what it looks like for us in the middle of our very, very busy lives to take time out and to enjoy time uh, separated from busyness. You're not going to have any choice but to do so here lately, so you might be encouraged to take some time to do just that. A few other books that I would suggest. One of my favorites is by a guy named Simon Winchester called The Professor and the Madman. Now, this is not a Christian book. Not all the books that I'll recommend here are. But this is the part, of, at least, of the story of the making of the Oxford English Dictionary, which sounds incredibly boring. But I can assure you it is one of the best books I've ever read. And I would encourage you to spend time with it in the next several weeks. Another option... Um, for parents and families especially, book by Andy Crouch called The TechWise Family. Uh, the subtitle, Everyday Steps for Putting Technology into Its Proper Place. This is one of the best parenting books that I've read uh, for our current generation. Uh, he talks about how they as a family have embraced a real minimalist approach to digital things in their lives, how they've really tried to reduce the impact of television and keep TV from being, and uh, screens in general, from being the focal point of their family. He gives some suggestions uh, and decisions for what they can do uh, as a family, what you can do to choose character, to shape space so that it encourages non-technological options and to structure your time in an intentional way to avoid the overwhelming impact of technology. Um, Another good book that's been good for me um, is called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Listen, over the next several days and weeks, we are going to have so much time. It's going to be tempted to just veg out in front of the TV and in front of screens the entire time. Newport urges us to choose focused life in a noisy world. He discusses ways that we can push our electronic devices and technology to the edges of our life and instead try to focus more on the, uh, the relationships and the things that really matter. I really highly encourage this book if you're uh, if you've ever thought that maybe technology was taking over your life. Another book uh, that I would encourage during this time would be C.S. Lewis in a Time of War. Now, Actually, there's, there's two books, about one by C.S. Lewis, um, another about C.S. Lewis, and then this book about C.S. Lewis. So I guess there's three books I'm going to recommend. Uh, this book is about um, the, the writing of Mere Christianity. So I would encourage Mere Christianity as well, um, and I would encourage this book, C.S. Lewis in a Time of War. You may not know, but Mere Christianity was not originally a book. It was originally created as a series of radio broadcasts that C.S. Lewis himself gave during World War II. Um, and this book, C.S. Lewis in a Time of War, is a book that recounts the, the events and the experience around the making of those broadcasts. Uh, we are living in a, a time that is unprecedented in the modern age. We don't really know what to do. We don't know how to act and what to, uh, really ha- how we're going to behave, not only in the next two weeks, but in the next eight weeks, really. We don't know what life on the other side of this, um, this curve looks like. But we do know that there have been others before us who have struggled, and C.S. Lewis was one who led during a time of, uh, of great struggle in the world, led in the Christian community, and I believe that his works are really good for us during these trying times. Keeping C.S. Lewis in mind here, there's another book called The Question of God written by um, a man named um, Armand Nicolai. Now, what this book is, is a comparison of the ideas and the beliefs and the teachings of Sigmund Freud and C.S. Lewis. Both Freud and Lewis were avowed atheists early in their life, and yet um, in his 20s, C.S. Lewis was uh, was converted, gave his life to Jesus. Freud clung to his atheism for all of his life. Uh, these two giants of the 20th century then sort of charted two very different Paths. C.S. Lewis embracing joy in relationships and community. Sigmund Freud uh, regularly being unhappy, depressed, um, pushing people away. Uh, Lewis finding joy in relationships and in the Lord. Uh, And and Sigmund Freud, interestingly, though he was an avowed atheist uh, throughout his entire life, seemed to be angry at God through his entire life. I found this book to be really incredible to consider. Uh, how our world has taken these two uh, divergent perspectives, a theistic view, a Christian view, as modeled by C.S. Lewis, um, and an atheistic view that seems to be modeled by so many in the way that um, J- Lewis was able to find joy after coming to Christ in the way that, C- uh, that Sigmund Freud was never able to really experience um, uh, long periods of joy. Another book, if you really just want to be scared to death, by Richard Preston called The Hot Zone. This is a book about how close Ebola came to the United States in the late 80s. This might be a little much for you, but uh, for some of you looking for a, a reason to be encouraged during a time of coronavirus outbreak, The Hot Zone might help you to appreciate the fact that we're not facing Ebola right now. A newer book that I've read recently by Andrew Peterson called Adorning the Dark. Um, this was just, um, uh, at times, just was, a, was like a warm nap, a warm summer nap for my brain. Um, uh, Peterson writes far differently than I ever would. I have a very artistic guy that appreciates beauty. Uh, this is a book about creating beautiful things. It's a book that, that really embraces uh, community and calling um, and, and what it looks like to be a Christian artist in a secular world and how it is that we have a responsibility and a privilege to bring light into dark places. A book that is not about light, um, really, uh, but I believe is is really important in our current age is a book by J.D. Vance called Hillbilly Elegy. Again, not a Christian book, not a Christian book at all. As a matter of fact, uh, this book at times is hard to read. As um, Vance recounts much of what he experienced growing up in extreme poverty in the Rust Belt and the mountains of, A- of Appalachia, I believe that J.D. Vance's uh, perspective is really, uh, really beneficial for help us understand sort of the political moment in which we live. So, if uh, if you've got some interest in that, "Hillbilly Elegy" by J.D. Vance. Another one, um, since we're all going to be. Uh, secluded from one another for, again, for quite some time. The Benedict Option by Rod Dreher. Um, uh, Rod Dreher makes the argument, um, I I don't believe in a completely compelling argument or a completely convincing argument, but at least an argument worth us considering of what it looks like for us to um, hold on to the truths of the gospel and to create Christian communities in a post-Christian culture. Uh, Dreer argues essentially for um, small clusters of Christian communities that grow up uh, and preserve the Christian faith. Um, What we do know is that over the next several weeks, we are going to be forced to be living in small clusters. So this might be a book that at least for you to think through in coming days and weeks. Biographies are always fun. And my favorite one so far this year by Ray Rhodes Jr., Susie. It's the life and legacy of Susanna Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon is, uh, I guess, my favorite 19th century preacher, one of my favorite preachers of all time. His wife's uh, name was Susanna. This uh, biography, Susie, is really beneficial to help us look, look at what the scenes behind A man like Charles Spurgeon looked like a wife who was very actively involved in ministry herself. Though she was um, bed-bound for much of her life, or at least an invalid, she still maintained an active ministry and supported him in so many ways. This book was fantastic. It was given to me by some folks in our church. I'm very grateful for that. But you might be be, uh, blessed or benefit from reading Susie. I asked a few others about some books they might recommend and uh, got a couple of good suggestions. One, Keith and Kristen Getty's book, Sing. Uh, This book is a fantastic celebration of singing in the church, uh, of what it looks like for us to engage in that. Uh, As somebody said, we're going to be home, but we can keep singing even on social isolation. So I'd encourage you to read that. Uh, Another book that was suggested that I've not read, but I trust the person who sent it to me, the Read Aloud Handbook, uh, which is a book about reading aloud with your family. There's another book similar to it that is called uh, the Read Aloud Family, uh, I would encourage those. Those are books that I'm going to either be ordering or downloading for us to consider as a family over the next several weeks. Of course, these are just options. Um, you might find, uh, as I do, sometimes you just enjoy a good Sherlock Holmes book. Um, hopefully you'll make uh, time to spend more time in God's Word. I know that for me... Having the opportunity to be completely separated from a lot of other things gives me the encouragement I need to spend more time in the Word of God. However it is that you spend your time reading, I just hope that maybe these recommendations will help you. Um, I know that not not everybody who listens to this podcast are avid readers. Uh, A lot of ordinary folks just don't seem to be able to have the time to sort through all the options available out there. So I thought that maybe with a few suggestions I could help you to narrow um, a, a reading list of some things that some of you might really enjoy. Thanks, stay safe out there, and I appreciate you tuning in again. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. I hope that you will use the information in this podcast to encourage you to love Jesus in the ordinary aspects of your daily life. Jesus surrounded himself with very ordinary people who made a difference in the world because of their Savior. You can make a difference too. If you would like to read more of my writings or find other podcasts, You can find information about me on my website at www.craigthompson.org. For information about Malvern Hill Baptist Church and sermons from our church, you can go to our website at www.malvernhill.org. Until next time, use the ordinary margins of your life to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you.